We have to step out of our comfort zone to actually start in order to believe that we are capable, in order to see the results, in order to understand that we already have the power within us and the tools on our belt to succeed. After you begin, the belief starts to set in. The beginning transformation initializes roots to form in the habit, in the practice, in the subconscious, and ultimately in the heart. Once you believe, you step into the modification zone of fully becoming. The metamorphosis phases into the state of all that is no longer simply internal, but has redesigned what onlookers see externally. Once you become, you finally begin to be. Being is the state of knowing and recognizing. It's the place of rest, but also the place of constant desire to be the next best version of ourselves. Today's guest, Haley Pershaw, focuses her life around three key areas of constantly becoming, being present, being connected, and being authentic. Tune in so you too can fully be, and if anything, this may be the driving force to help you begin. We are all in pursuit of something more, wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there, holy fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Uh, episode 12 of the Fit and Faith podcast. Interesting. Is it? Does it have relevance to you? Well, it was my friend's basketball number. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Just thought about it. I like it. So, it is. Wow, good. Vivi Strong, for those who are not from our community, I'm sure, regardless, um, national television, Virginia Beach. has gotten quite a bit of attention lately mm-hmm. um, for lots of different reasons. Uh, but the tragedy that happened on Friday um, with the 12 who lost their lives innocently and unknowingly um, from somebody who was just mentally probably not there. Yeah. Um, we talked about it a bit last night at the session and just they're missing love. And I think there's so much that needs to be infiltrated into people. And I love that this podcast has taken the form that it has, because I think that those little bits of, of seeds that we're planting in people's hearts are what's gonna hopefully help restore, um, hopefully comfort. So wherever you are today, um, tuning in, um, I hope that this meets you in a place of peace and comfort and resiliency and and strength because we all need it strength yes for sure so let me introduce to you today Haley I don't even know how to say your last name Pershaw 
I've never said that out loud. Yeah. I've always wondered. It's beautiful. I, I, never how to, I still forget like the S. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, what, how does this spell it? <laughs> it's really beautiful. <laughs> Haley Kershaw. Um, and I've known her for two years. So the fact that I've never said her, her name out loud is kind of weird. But um, she has been a motivator to me above all things. Um, she was somebody who actually has inspired fit and faith. And we can go into that story later. But the whole concept of um, how I'm here and what the, the title actually is and what it means was all birthed out of a, a brief nutritional assessment that she was giving me um, a little bit over a year and a half ago and uh, to see where it's come now and now to have you here. Um, I'm so excited to just have your wisdom kind of shed into the hearts and friends of uh, that follow along to this podcast and then to the many more that hopefully join in later. So, so. fun to see like you're like doing it like everywhere this is going it's pretty awesome a lot of people it's awesome thank you thank you thank you well i know with the lots and lots of women how many how many burn members are there we're almost 400 now if not 400 it's amazing wow Mm -hmm. so Haley was a the head trainer at i say was which is that's a new title i'm so sorry um as of literally three days ago i'm at peace with it good i'm I'm so glad so she she was our trainer um fearless leader and just constant motivator and um and just friend. I think a lot of times when people come into that environment, they're very vulnerable, mm-hmm. even without yeah. realizing the vulnerability. Right. They're they're in a space of, I need more. I want more. I don't want to do more. I don't know what that looks like. Right. But you've, you, I always watch you greet and just encourage. And it's in a subtle way. Um, it's not loud. And yeah. I love that about you. I just feel like I can relate to everybody who walks through that door. I mean, I am that middle-aged woman walking yeah. through the door, mom, yeah. you know, wife, and, and I get just as nervous going into any new place, but especially as as active as I am in the fitness community, when I walk into a new gym, I'm still nervous. Yeah. I don't, what is, I don't know what that is, yeah. but so I just have that... Connection, yeah, yeah. It's it's very hard to walk through the doors. Yeah. Well, explain. I know you have had quite a transformation, even in your own experience from starting with Burn, Mm -hmm. but then even thereafter, like, kind of give us a bit of an introduction on who you are, and we can start in the fitness realm. But I know that there's so much more to you than that. Um, Burn. Well, I was training individual um, clients just at their homes. and was just looking for that space that was going to be a fit for me as um, the the typical gym at that point in my life of the circuits and the thing. It just wasn't where I saw myself. Um, and I went in and took a, a camp. We call it camp yep. at, at um, Burn Boot Camp. And um, I, it's the way I train. I yeah. fell in love with it. Um, didn't realize it was it was all women until I started learning more about it. And that was just a very powerful thing that I didn't even know that I needed or yes. wanted to be a part of. Cause I have no problem like training with the guys. Like, yeah. That is not, I don't, I'm not intimidated by that. That's, um, I kind of get fueled by that, yeah. little bit of that competition. Um, but it was, I just was meant to be there. Yeah. That's and so good. about two months after I had had worked out there for 30 days, mm-hmm. an opportunity came up to be the support trainer. And then shortly thereafter, um, to be the head trainer. And uh, it's just, it's 
everything about it yeah. spoke to me from yeah. the mission to the style of the workouts yeah. to just the like no judgment. I mean, these yeah. you get 30, 40 women mm-hmm. in a space and there's just no drama. Yeah. Like there's just, it's, it's so true. That sounds great, but that's amazing to me. Yeah. And, um, just genuine, authentic friendships that are built. And yeah. then you just see the transformations of people, mind and body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny because I, I've never was really one to like draw towards going with women either. Yeah. Um, and it was after really uncovering it in therapy, there was a lot of reasons mm-hmm. why, and mm-hmm. we can go into that too yeah, if we want, yeah, but yeah. that's not the point of this particular <laughs> story is that in height in uh, college, there was, you know, all the, the rave about getting into a sorority. Um, and mm-hmm. I always was like, no way, yeah. no how that is so far from me. I'm a guy's girl. Like I want to hang out with the yeah. dudes. I can't even handle that drama. And so it was my sophomore year. I was an RA and, um, I got a friend, a girlfriend of mine. I did have girlfriends, just not in plethora like that. She was like, we really want you to be a part of our sorority. I'm like, well, I can't pledge. It was a great out. My RA, like as an RA, you weren't allowed. And um, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, we really want you to do it. We'll give you a snap bid. And I'm like, snap bid, what's that? And it was, you don't have to do any of the rush, any of the week long, intense stuff. And you come in after and we've snap bidded you that we want you regardless. And so I, you know, proposed it to everyone, um, from like a hierarchical resident advisory thing. And they, they were like, well, you technically, you're not allowed to do it, but since you're, you're going around and circumventing the rules, we'll let you try it from a time management perspective and we'll see what happens. So first time I walk into a room, 300 girls and I was a gymnast, so I'm around, yeah. you know, girls and that camaraderie, but right. all, it's an individual sport as much as it is a team sport. Yes. It's very, you know, you deal with what you want to deal with. I walked in and these girls were, there's a being girls and I'm chatty, yeah. so I get it. But I just sat there and I felt like I was in this cyclone, like, uh-huh. holy moly, this is not okay. Yeah. So I, I kept with the girlfriend who invited me and she's like, it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. It's so much fun. I loved the community service components mm-hmm. of it. Um, I loved that they all like knew somebody and I felt really lost when I was in college. Um, so it was definitely a, a grounding concept to have a home of, of community of women. Yeah. Um, but two weeks later, I was like, yeah, nope, <laughs> couldn't do it, couldn't handle it. So fast forward to burn, which was yes. two years ago. I mean, that was a, almost a 10-year difference of time when I walked in and I found out that it was an all-girls gym too. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, where's the motivation going to come from? Because I could always right. find a, the guy and be like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. I can yeah. I can do that. But I was in a really vulnerable place in my life where I, I needed women. And just like you said, I didn't really know I needed them. That was my discovery too. And I yep. we need to have mm-hmm. that community and that support. And and that understanding of if you have an off day or if you have yeah. a great day or like to celebrate wins alongside women is so different than celebrating wins alongside it men. It really is. I, I was just, I did not realize that I was just how much I was lacking the connection to that group of women. Yeah. And I would see friends who've had, you know, they're friends from high school, like this group yeah. of women who've just stuck together. And I never, I've got my pockets of friends, yeah. but I've never had that like core group yeah. of friends that just kind of, you follow each other everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of miss that. Mm-hmm. 
and yet therapy's helping me discover where. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Where? Why I don't have that. So I've got my why. Yeah. I know where that came from. Yeah. Um, but to just to genuinely connect yeah. over the past two years um, on different levels with yeah. this woman has been. It's been life changing. Yeah, it's very hard to know that we were moving. Yeah, like I said I'm at peace with it now. I've come. I've, I have. I have plans. I know things that I need to work on, and so I'm yeah. excited. That's amazing. Um, but not having that. Every yeah. day is going to be. I'm gonna yeah, that. yeah, that comfort of just knowing when you get yeah. to the gym, somebody yeah. is going to be there, and, and it's just going to be my own accountability. Yeah, again, too. I mean, burn has you have such accountability yeah. to show up. Well, it's interesting um, that that is cultivated because it's not really something that's said. Like no, you know, in no. other gyms, they'll talk about having an accountability partner right. or like actually setting that in in to motion. It's never really that spoken of, right. but it is an, it happens innately because you're like, oh man, so-and-so is going to be there. I've, I've had so many women tell me that they have never stuck with something the way that they, a fitness routine, the yeah. way that they have with burn. Yeah. There's that accountability. Yeah. It's really yeah. interesting. And then, um, I, you mentioned that there, you loved the mission and I don't know. I mean, I see lots of slogans on the wall. What's the mission and what, oh, how gosh. does it touch you? Are I you have like, to be able to recite it and I'm not going to be able to, which is like, like, shame on me. <laughs> Okay. But it talks about the empowerment of women. Okay. Amazing. It talks about that empowerment. That's and incredible. It's, just, it's not just in the gym, but it's just yeah. that whole inside and out, that inner strength is, is yeah. the basic idea behind yeah. it. Well, I know yeah. we've talked about like, and I'm sure there's lots of burn sisters who are going to yeah. watch this and will be excited. So there's that what's next, that next step for you mm-hmm. without that necessarily core, though we're always going to be there to have your back. Yeah. And when you come home to visit, we'll be here. Um, I know, and I saw kind of the transformation in how you even presented yourself as a trainer Mm -hmm. and how you took the body concepts and you really fed it into the mind and the heart. And so like, what does that look like? What's your, what's your driving force behind that? You, and for me, and I'm on, on this path with this as well, it's just that overall wholeness. Mm -hmm. You can be physically as strong as you want. Mm -hmm. I can go out and run the, the Spartan races and, and compete in different ways. Um, and there's that mental toughness and that mental confidence that comes with it. I can't do those Spartan races if I don't believe that I can do it. Yeah, so good. there's that that mind piece of it. Um, and I tell women all the time as we're you know going to do chest press yep. and they're going to chest you know chest press like two ten pound dumbbells and I'm like <laughs> your toddler weighs more than that and you're like putting them up over your head like it starts with that belief oh, well, yeah, that you true. can do it and it. And it I, and I know when somebody has the physical strength to yeah. do something. Yeah. So I'm never going to push somebody to do something that I don't believe that they can do. Right. It's just getting them to believe it. So you've got to have that mind piece of it. Yeah. And then there's just that whole, and this is where without speaking it, you know, mm-hmm. you, you made a huge impact on, on my life. Um, but there's some people and in some ways maybe I do impact people in a spiritual way, but, mm-hmm. um, having that ability to just outwardly bring that into your daily conversations and in your training. You know, when I say train for something greater, yeah. read a great book by um, Wade Hodges, I believe his name was train for something greater. Yeah. Um, and I will talk about that when we were training um, Memorial weekend. Yeah. And sure. The 30, you know, yeah. for the 31 was that dedication, yeah. but just training for something more, more than just your physical workout, but an intention. Yeah. And, waking up every day with an intention. Um, and I'd kind of, honestly, I had lost sight of that for myself. I felt, I felt kind of mentally strong in a lot of ways and and physically strong, but there was something that was, 
that has been yeah. kind of missing. And I sort of knew what it was, but I just didn't know how to get there. And that's yeah. going to be part of my next journey is, so awesome. is, is wholeness. Yeah. Wholeness. Yeah. Fit in faith. Yeah. You know, and yeah. everything that that means. It's so true. Yeah. And I love that. And I love it really, that whole concept really does speak to different people in different mm-hmm. ways because different words will, will pull on them, the fit component or the faith yeah. component. And I remember so after our conversation that we had, and to be honest, I don't even remember exactly what it was. I don't. Like the conversation. I remember, I remember leaving being, oh, I really like her. Yeah. Like it was just this very just organic yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, like-minded in a yeah. lot of ways and just, and I don't even know. Yeah. I, so I do great. remember we talked about motherhood mm-hmm. and like what it, what it was like transitioning and like not knowing who we were. Yes. And that was like one thing that stuck with me and where we were in this struggle of identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what kind of started to transform as we came into the gym. It was our space to just be us. Yes. And to, to kind of leave that hat at the door, mm-hmm. though sometimes they come into the child care. Right. But right. To, to pick up, okay, what, what are you going to, what's your intention? It's what's kind of like what you said. Right what is it for you? What are you yeah. coming here for? What, um, it's kind of like yoga, which I just did for the first time in years yeah. at Burn on Sunday. Did you go? go from ahead. Brett. Brett had just said some awesome things on yeah. Saturday after my workout. And it wasn't to me specifically. It was to the general body. And I was like, man, I need to take that time for myself. And so I went. It was incredible. And the whole day, meditation was kind of the theme of the day. Yes. I had no plan on it being that way. But the podcast I listened to did it. Yeah. And then my um, sermon later with the with the session ended up coming into that and I was just like God is so good like he knows what we need before we even know we need it he knew we needed women before we comprehended that we needed women he knew I needed this conversation to to be a trigger for something he already ingrained in me because less than seven days later I had every chapter title written and I had 165 pages written of my book. Wow. And I was like just in such gratitude and I was in gratitude to our conversation specifically because it's weird how sometimes it's just that one thing. And if we're more present, there's a lot more things. Yes. That's my word. Present, connection, authenticity. Those are some of the words, um, that I'm using as I kind of go through this transition for myself. Um, but presence has been huge. And it's funny you talk about meditation because that is something that I've always said, I'm not good at it. I don't know how to do it, you know? So I just don't, but in therapy, (laughs) (laughs) I've never been before. Yeah. I've never gone before. Wow. When did you start? Five, five weeks ago. Wow. What do you think? I, Love therapy. It's amazing. I mean, I'm not gonna go forever. Yeah. But you know, I just needed I just needed some guidance yeah. for when when we get through the move what leaving yeah. leaving burn was scary. Yeah. Very scary for yeah. me. Um it came at a time um when I I I needed that 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 felt fulfillment, that affirmation, that's something that you're that you're you're good at. Yeah. Um something that I can make a difference in. Yeah. And now it's going to be yeah. gone. And so what happens when I'm in Stafford with me, myself, and I, yeah. my kids go off to school, Adam's off at work, yeah. and I don't want to just jump into something. Yeah. So 
how do I learn to be present and be happy and mm-hmm. fulfilled with just being, with just yeah. me, without yeah. external reinforcements? Yeah. You know? Um, so anyway, so that's where the therapy came in, yeah. just to get those tools. Did she give you some, be- like, like what's been probably your biggest, t- I'm sure there's a bajillion things, so, but. journaling. Yeah. And, and that so she like asked me if I would send her, um, if I mind sharing my first journal entry with her. So I yeah. sent it to her and I did. And I walk into the next session and she's like, do you mind, are you open to uh, starting our session with meditation? And uh-huh. I was like, I'm very open to that. She's like, I think you need that meditation. Wow. Learn how to be still. Yeah. Yeah. Learn how to be still. So I downloaded uh. this app um, that I've been using yeah. now that just helps guide me cool. because... I don't know how to sure, do it. Sure, And so the guided meditation, so cool. three, five, ten minutes a day, whatever I have time for, I'll walk um, Patrick to school yeah. and I'll turn it on. Nice. And just learning how to be present. Yeah. It's so hard. And I, so I hard. absolutely went through like probably it was a year and a half when I had stripped back from my mm-hmm. roles as a CEO in a couple different companies yeah. I was, I only was mom at that point. Mm -hmm. And though mom doesn't really, motherhood doesn't really allow you to quote unquote be still. I had to learn to be still in every other facet of my life and not have the achievement, not have the attention, not have the accolades, not have other people's affirmation or confirmation Mm -hmm. or any of those other things. And to comprehend your solitude and solidarity is is one of the biggest life lessons that I've probably learned. I'm really excited yeah. to get there. I can see I'm it now. I'm excited I for couldn't you. see it before. Yeah. Um, which is why I knew something. I I had yeah. to ask for help. Because yeah. Because I couldn't, I, I couldn't see it. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't kept... listen. I didn't know how to listen anymore. Right. It was like, I, I just was kind of drowning in this, like, leaving burn and yeah. just that being yeah. really sad it's about it. Bad. Yeah. Um, but now I'm... Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I feel more present. That's I amazing. feel happy. There's no searching for happiness or, 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 well, when this happens, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy again. Yeah. You know? Right. Happy is, happiness is only in the presence. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, you can't it's be honest, search for it. That's like, so interesting. I love that because, you know, there are things in the past that can bring happiness yeah. in reflection and there are things that we hope for in the future that, that will bring, bring happiness. But, but the you happiness really can't. you experience is now. That's so true. That is really it's good. Been, that's a really good reflection. I, mean, I love it. Oh, that's really, really good. good. Yeah, it, it, I heard it and it was like just wow. You're right. Yeah, you can only be happy right now. Yeah. And it you know and to your point, yeah, bring in the past. Think about memories. Think yeah. and get excited about things in the future. Sure. But your your feeling of that happiness. It's is right now. Right now. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. And that is, I kept hearing as we were talk, having this conversation is like, be still mm-hmm. and know that I am God. And yeah. it takes stillness to really comprehend the magnitude of joy, which mm-hmm. is the deeper component of happiness that we all have access to. Right. And yet I think it's a hard thing. Society yeah. tells us to do the exact opposite mm-hmm. at every given moment. And so comprehending that we have control over our own lives and our own being and our own happiness, that other people don't control it. Other scenarios don't control it. Titles don't control it. Right. Um, That it's it's innate within us already. Now it's just putting it into practice, knowing it. Believing it. Believing it. Just like you said, that yeah, my mind mom talks component. about like 
knowing it. She goes, yeah. I don't need to believe. Mm-hmm. She goes, I know it. Yeah. And um, I'm like, that's a powerful. It is. That's a powerful thing when your belief just becomes like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know that I know. I know that know? I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. just believe it. I know it. Yeah. yeah. I would love, I want to be that. I want to get to that yeah. space because I think belief and faith and I, I uh, interacted with somebody who came new to the session last night and I said, so what did you think afterwards? And it's an intimate group. So there's like, uh, maybe like seven families represented, maybe 10 families represented with those who are single in there, um, without their kiddos or without kids in general. And she said, um, well, I feel like I got in a little deep and a bit over my head. And I said, really, what makes you feel that way? And she's like, well, I feel like you guys like really are a lot deeper and know a lot and come from a lot more than I do. Mm -hmm. And I said, interesting that you would say that. And I said, because I'm fairly new to my faith as of three years ago, I've known God, but I've never known to know God. And that person just got baptized recently. That person just came to their faith. That person's brand new to their faith. Mm -hmm. I said, the difference in what you're feeling here is a hunger to know God. Right. It's different than a church that I'm, we're checking a box and not to say that every person that goes to church is just checking a box, right. but in that magnitude of people coming in with their happy faces on and we're here for church and they're wearing their pretty Sunday best. This is a place of comfort and pajamas and yeah. um, crying and happiness and family and, and rest. And we allow people to be still mm-hmm. And, and it gives you just this, such a time of reflection. So she immediately was like, really? Yeah. And like, you could tell, tell she just had this sense of relief yeah. that she wasn't this like oddball in the room. And I think it's so important, just like the girl who walks into burn, who's like, I was just, oh, I keep thinking about that you as you're share. talking, yeah. yeah, but as you're talking, I'm just like, yeah, the people who walk in, like, I don't think I can handle this. I can't hang or they're, you know, they're looking at the the beast, the one who's been there yeah. for two years right. or whatever it is. Um, we only ever see. Yeah. Like, who we perceive to be the strongest, the most beautiful, the whatever. We don't ever see the flaws or the one the one who's modifying or the one who's so on true. this biggest weight loss journey or the one who might be the beast physically but is, like, lacking in other ways, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, we always say burn everything we do can be modified. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm probably the same with, like, the session. You're going to... You may not take it all in yeah. at once. You're right. going to take the piece that that you're ready for, and then you're slowly going to build yeah. on the relationship yeah. and what are the questions you ask. And totally. Yeah, how still you can be. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And, so. and that same thing from a non-spiritual perspective that leads into that, though, is is the mindset, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, right. you see that with the body, but modification of mindset is everything. Everything. So just five weeks ago, your mindset towards mm-hmm. this move was massively different than the mindset that you have now. And sometimes it does take help. It takes somebody Mm -hmm. like sitting you down across from the couch, across from the coffee and just saying like, you can do this, that the tools exist and you're, you already have it within you. It's that switch of perception, that switch of mentality. Let's attack this from a different, a different way of looking at it. Are you ready for the women's wellness weekend? A time for us to come together to align our mind, body, and soul, to detox, design, and develop ourselves from the inside out.
Your road to life-changing health and wellness begins during the Oceanside two-night, three-day experience. We'll use our natural surroundings to rebalance and reconnect with our true self. It's time for us to come together in a space where we can rest, refuel, and rejuvenate. Hope to see you there. I mean, one session of just helping, it was like I was able to switch the mindset. I knew I was going to be okay after that. Wow. Um, That's incredible. It was like, okay, no, I've got this. Wow. So, but I keep going because every time, every time I go, now it's just kind of creating the habits with the journaling Mm -hmm. and the meditation and just making it good, healthy habits. Um, Because not every day is going to be easy. You know, it's going to be, we're constantly, you know, practicing, you know, we're living it, but we're going to have, I'm going to have moments of, of struggle. But, um, but if I can go back to those tools and, and that belief and that no, I'm going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so true. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm actually genuinely excited now, yeah. which is oh, that's weird. That's so good. That's, I'm yeah. sure it's so a relief for your husband, too. I'm excited about too. the move. I'm excited with everything that's been happening and yeah. everything that's where I'm going, yeah. how I feel. That Not even about a job. I have no yeah. clue what I'm going to sure. do. It's not about that. It's just like this, yeah. just this internal, I feel better yeah. than I have ever oh, felt. That's incredible. Imagine the peace that that now has the opportunity to exude into Mm -hmm. your children Mm -hmm. because you know it's a huge change for them too they're leaving what they've always known and if you were spiraling and confused and crying and all of the emotions and you're allowed to cry and have all of those emotions still too but at the exact same time to know that all of those emotions are rooted in peace because of the comprehension that you're gonna be okay It's so important for them to have that. And I'm learning that more and more as I experience even just toddlers who know what's happening yep. without their comprehension of language. Right. They see all they the yeah, yep. all the signs. They get it. And it yeah. then, you know, pours into them and you can see little bits of anxiety or dis, um, disarray and you're like, What's going on? What why are you acting like that? Right. Yet at two hours before you were emotional wreck. Right. Right? Right. So it's having tiny humans is interesting. Like following everything. Really interesting. Mine are now what going into seventh grade and going into fourth grade. So at that age. So we and we talk. Like that's been we we talk, we communicate, it's it's good. And and I've been honest with them of of being hey, mom's scared too. Mom's not sure. But now they're seeing they're seeing that other side of like, okay, here's how we do this. Here's how we do this. Yeah. It would be so helpful Um, in the longevity of all of it. Yeah. Having that, that sense of knowledge that it's okay. It's all going to be okay. And that's from every piece and every angle of anything anybody's going through is just to like find what you should be rooted in Mm -hmm. because likely the chaos of whatever it is that you're experiencing could easily find you're not going to find a root in the chaos there isn't so and one of the things that I that I've recently learned and it's funny because I I feel like I've even said this to other people in focus meetings but for some reason I wasn't applying it to myself so focus meetings are when we meet one-on-one with um our members at at burn and talk about nutrition or or set goals Goals, or whatever it may be um but if you don't take care, if you don't fill that bucket of self-care, which is going to be your nutrition, it's going to be your fitness, whatever that means, even if it's going out and walking, yep. and your sleep. Yeah. So like those are three major ones. Yep. And then other people might have other areas of some self-care that comes in as well. 
if you're lacking in that, mm -hmm. then when those external stressors come in, yeah. the way you handle it is going to be completely different. Your mood is going to be yeah. not the same as right. if you were taking care of sleep. Sleep for me was a huge one. Oh, I haven't yeah. slept in like two years. Yeah. So I'm like, we're going to sleep. So there was just things <laughs> that I felt like I was also like neglecting yeah. of yeah. myself. And again, for me, it was sleep. So wow. it was like everything that was happening yeah. was just my mood Even more. was, it was just, wow. yeah, you know, being magnified. So. What, is there a specific reason not sleeping? Is it just a multitude of well, things no, I mean, that you figured I, it out? I had to be up at four. Yeah. And it just got to a point um, where eight o'clock was not a realistic bedtime. So yeah. it was just nonstop five hours, six wow. hours of sleep, or I would wake up at two in the morning and I would never go back to sleep. Yep. Cause so you're afraid you're going to sleep just, in or yeah, yeah. It was just this, something. I was sleep deprived. Yeah. yeah um, that'll absolutely sleep. do it to you. And I, I tell our members all the time, if you've got to choose between sleep and working out, like yeah. I don't know some of our, um, we've got some night nurses and yeah. you know, we've got people who really just have their crazy, their schedules, their schedules are, yeah. are tough. But overall, like we need, we need to sleep. Yeah. Your body yeah. needs to sleep. Well, that's why nurses' schedules relationship. are what they are because they yeah. have, they only work sometimes three right. or four days right. a week because so they catch it back up. Yeah. They catch eventually. It back up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not in the midst of it, but right. eventually. Right. Yeah. It's um interesting because I've, I've actually was talking about sleep recently because Obviously, when you have newborns and kids, and right. mine were back to back pretty close, um, felt like twins sometimes, but probably worse. And that was what another conversation I just had. She was like, "Actually, it's worse having sixteen months apart than it is having twins." I'm like, "Oh, thanks for that yeah. reassurance." Because you're really going through this like, yes, it never period. stops. Yeah. Or at least yeah. the twins. There's two of them. Sure, it's yeah. double the work of your time. At the same time, baby. yes. <laughs> but I, I had went through a season of, of like nightmares. And not being able to sleep when your your mind is racing out of yeah. fear, um, and it was a, it could have been about anything. It was about family situations that are occurring. It was about things that were going to happen to me. It was about right. things that were going to happen to my kids. About things that were going to happen mm -hmm. to my husband or within my marriage. And they stemmed from conversations that were happening, life experiences that were unfolding. Um, but it wasn't until it was probably about seven or eight months in. That I was, I was so sleep deprived. I was almost afraid to go to sleep because I didn't want to have that. And I tried, you know, I, I really am not a proponent of medicines for the most part. I try to really go into that holistic um, space and I, I'm not an advocate for one or the other because I know it helps certain people. Right. Um, but I tried, I did do melatonin. I tried holy basil extract mm -hmm. at one point, which is to calm the mind. Um, but I went, my therapist was like, let's try like breaking these nightmares. And I had been going to therapy consistently now at this point for three years, but at that point, probably two. And she's like, you never mentioned that. I'm like, what? It's been consistent for so long. She's like, you've never brought it up. I could have helped you so long wow. ago, but there's so much in our life that happen yes. and sleep is just like something we kind of take for granted. I know. And, and at the same time, don't do because it's like, oh, it's cool. We can not sleep six for the eight or seven hours right. that's recommended and I'll be okay. But it really does affect like nervous system, mm -hmm. um, digestive system, oh, yeah. all of the things that our body needs yeah. in order to process it going all the way back to how we started to be still. 
mm-hmm. like without that stillness. And while my body was still and I was laying there limp because I was exhausted, <laughs> so my mind, mind was, was still. never. Yes. And so I got the the practical tip take, takeaways. And if you're dealing with nightmares was um, around meditation. So funny that we like talked about that. It was really like to exactly go through the nightmare and you could journal it if you wanted. It was encouraged to write it down. Um, but I was doing it in the shower because that was my only space without the kids. So I'm just like replaying this nightmare in my head oh my verbatim and to, to create a new ending. And so you would do it and the nightmare would go through and you would say, okay, what's the best case scenario for this to have to change? Because it's likely that you're going to go to bed and it's still going to be there, but let's Mm -hmm. come up with a new ending. And so for like about three days, I did this meditation practice. It was 20 minutes. I would listen to worship music before I would meditate on the fear and then I would listen to worship music after and focus on the difference of ending. And within three days, boom. That is really cool. Yeah. So write the rewrite the ending. Right. And so we have we have the power to do that not just in our subconscious mind, but in our actual life. Yeah. And so many people just think this is the road I'm on. Yeah. This is the cards I was dealt. Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad. We have but we have the strength and we have the ability and we have the access to do it. Just gotta get the mindset. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta get the mindset. Gotta get the You know, it's fine. I was watching uh, my son's basketball game uh, this weekend, and they go, there's this team that they have not beat. Yeah. I, wa- I was a basketball player. I, was, I coached Finn for years. Cool. And I'm watching this. It is a winnable game. Yeah. We can beat them. Yeah. They warmed up as though they were already beaten. They came out like they, I mean, they, they played terrible. Ugh. Terrible, Gosh, and the yeah. mindset was that they were going to lose, Man. and and they did. Yeah, but I'm watching the other team and the skill set of the other team, and these boys could totally compete against each other. Wow! But one came out. I mean, the the team that won comes off the court in warm ups, like clapping their hands, like yeah, like, let's go, let's go. Like they're pumped up, they're yeah. fired up, they're united together. Yeah, they're ready to go play basketball and win. Oh, Our boys. Like just oh moving off gosh. and I'm looking and I'm like, I'm just watching and I look at Adam. I'm like, this isn't good. They're going to lose. And they did. And Finn, Finn went out and played. My, we always say heart and hustle. Yeah. Heart and hustle. I love it. You yeah. may not have like your best game, but yeah. heart and hustle. So, yeah. And he, he went out and we talked about it after. He goes, mom, I really did try. I said, I saw you. I saw yeah. you. But yeah. If you don't he, have he the support, though. And he's got to get that. And he's 11. He's going to yeah. be 12 soon. Sure. That's hard. But you've got to have, sometimes you've got to have that advocate who can help lift you up and tell you you can do it and so and their true. coach tried it just wasn't going to happen but yeah. you know could Finn have stepped up and you know started clapping his hands and be like guys we got this you that's know just somebody so to true. help switch yeah. that mindset of yeah. their team but yeah that's really they good yeah they didn't have to yeah they could have I mean and that's the thing and then so and we're not going to win it all we're not going to no, win them all we're not going to win it all but um, you, put, but you, you learn that best foot yeah, forward. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> well it's just like coming to the gym and having you there and having all those other girls right. there and I remember it was like maybe two or three days after Christmas and I walk in and uh, one of my girlfriends there and she's like hey how are you how was your Christmas and I started bawling oh. and she was like oh and she just it was almost directly at the same time that we were starting so you come on you start talking and she's like do I address this situation do I just focus on Haley do I work like what do I do and so she was like it's okay 
Yeah. And so you start and you're like, okay, guys, let's warm up. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm here. I'm yeah. here. And I cried through that whole oh. workout. And she was, she did not know how to handle it. She gave me a hug, texted me a bajillion things afterwards yeah. because it's easier to like reflect in that moment and not stir more emotion. Right. But I had had a loss, like a really huge magnitude of a loss around a holiday that's supposed to be incredibly special. Yeah. Um, and, and have so much like um, joy mm-hmm. and happiness. And I felt like it was completely stripped from me. Yeah. And yet here I am in the next space and the next place that I'm supposed to own my happiness. And my entire, that past, the last three days, and therefore the time before that and the time before that were literally like carrying me in such a negative way. And what she pro- provided afterwards, um, just in, in the smallest component of advocacy Mm -hmm. and you said the word advocate it's what triggered the concept of it was more than I could have I could have gathered at the time I didn't have the strength I I had was just sitting in the loss and it's so important to have advocates like built in around you and even in the places and the spaces like I went into the gym I was trying just focus on my body ready body and she went mind heart so quick it just got there it yeah. all went out yeah. and so it's really important like in and i just encourage people to find those people that are are there to like push you forward and just mm-hmm. advocate for your happiness right everyone's not going to advocate for you no there were we live in a selfish society i am often selfish right we have to find the advocates who are willing to put their selflessness on the table and we and this is something that i'm trying to get better at too like as i mean see, I say easy. It's easy yeah. when you have 400 women there all the time. But but when you're not, when you're outside of the gym, yeah, you've got to allow yourself to connect. We yeah. talked about connection. Like you have to allow yourself to connect so that you do have people who are looking out for you and so true. And pushing. That was one of the things I, you know, was telling my family when yeah. you know six. It was about I guess six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I had to let them in, but that they were my connection right wow. then and there. And yeah. I was just tell them, Hey, I'm not okay. Yeah. So here's what, here's what's going on. Yeah. Here's how I'm feeling. And now they're, now they're, now advocating they're behind me. Now they're you. advocating. Yeah. Now they're, yeah. and my husband, my husband too. Yeah. He was like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Like, you know, he, it was just, yeah. it was tough, but you, you have to be able to connect with people. So then, yeah. then you've got those advocates it's that are so helping you. But if you stay closed off and you don't allow yourself to connect, yeah. at some point they go away. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, they, because people need authenticity and mm-hmm. that is your third word. Like yeah. they need it so bad. We need it so bad. Right. And it's been stripped away in mm-hmm. so many different ways from us, from our children. Yeah. And it's so important for us if once you get it, get it. And this is like kind of that, I know that I know. Yes. When I knew and now know like the who of who I am and whose I am, I am able to just authentically walk in the losses and walk in the wins and advocate for others and push others forward and have that community over competition, which Burn is incredibly amazing at Um, because there's not that like fear factor of, well, what if I don't succeed? Right. What if I'm not loved? What if I don't win? What if I, like all of these yeah. these pieces, what if I'm not accepted? People need that point of connection so deeply mm-hmm. that without it, they're doing random acts of hate yeah. versus random acts of kindness. Yeah. And that's where our community is right now. 
sitting in the midst of that. So sad. It is. Yeah. It's tra- it's traumatizing. And so that's an example. And now the the news, you know, mm-hmm. is doing what they do. Oh yeah. And it it could be so much different and they need voices, they need advocates, the people in those buildings need right. connection with people who are gonna pour into them hope yes. and strength. Yes. Versus what if this happens again? Yeah. You know, and it's not to say that it won't. Right. It's just to say that there is hope. But what are we going to, yeah, what are we going to do yeah. right here and now? Yeah. What's our mindset going to be going forward? And yeah. yeah, you can't, you can't, it's so easy to just spiral into yeah. this dark place. Yeah. If you don't have people around you helping to lift yeah. you up. I, I had asked my husband, actually part of the journal entry was yeah. like, what if I fail? Like I'm missing mm-hmm. this, this, and this. And what if I fail? I have this opportunity. I'm going to have this time to do this. What if I fail? And he's just said to me, he said, we won't let you fail. And and I hadn't shared with him my fear. Had I not shared with him, but he's, he's got my back. Yeah. You know, my family will have my back. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, Brene Brown. Thank you. Therapy. (laughs) It's so important. Um, and it's funny. So here we are laughing about that, but like, it is, it's a, it's kind of a joke because of how it's been perceived, what's been shared with us and what's been told to us about like going to therapy, like you're sick and it's not that it's not, it's really not. I, and I don't, I mean, I guess I never, I really probably should have gone five years ago when sure. we first, I mean, the, everything that I'm dealing with and feeling now, yeah. it was everything that I felt wow. when we first moved back from um, Japan to the wow. beach. Yeah. I, I've been there yeah. and it wasn't good. Sure. But I found burn mm-hmm. and I've been fulfilled and I've had this, you know, these amazing connections with these women. Yeah. And then that fear of it going oh, away yeah. is where I was like, oh, oh, this is yeah. all coming back. Yeah, and I'm alone again. This is yeah. not going to be good Interesting. if I don't fix this now. Yeah, and, so. yeah, and that's what they study for. It's just yeah. like a pastor. It's just like, you know, a, a doctor. We, yeah. we are okay to go see a doctor when we're sick, but we're not okay to go see somebody yeah. who's willing to help our mind. Right. And, like, that's way more important and the longevity of things. And all they're doing is bringing out stuff that ultimately yeah. – we know. Yeah. It's, it's so just true. helping you. I don't know. I I think people probably look at me sometimes. They're like, are you talking about therapy? I'm like, I, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. I wasn't ashamed to even go in the first one. I just didn't yeah. know what sure. I needed. Sure. Um, everybody should go to therapy. I say that all like, the time. I think it's a prerequisite for time. being an American adult. Because <laughs> It is. Because we all want all these stressors that walk yeah. around. You, you show yeah. me... A lot of yeah. people know who can walk. Yeah. I mean, you you find these one or two people that have probably been to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, they already got like, the check you know, you're, you, I'm assuming that they have, but are just their mindsets where it needs yeah. to be. Who yeah. are just they they truly seem to be living yeah. like their best life. Sure. Um, most people are walking around a hot mess. Oh yeah, no question. And I'm going to continue. I'm sure to be yeah. walking around a hot mess, but. <laughs> Not every day. Yeah, right. And I was definitely one of them, no questions asked. And yet at the same time, there was this like, um, and the word perfect, and it drives me bananas, was constantly like declared over top of me since I was little. Like I remember it and I just, you know, I, I... Put myself on a pedestal because I was put on a pedestal, and yeah. I just felt like I have to stay right here. Yeah. Um. And so, you, again, you said it. You walk into the gym and you see the strongest, 
fittest, skinniest, tallest, leanest, prettiest, yep. does her diet just right, drinking yep. the four bottles of gallons of water she should drink yep. every day, and you're like, damn. I know. Like, hold How on. She do that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I missed it. I yeah. failed. I haven't even started, and I've already failed. Yeah. But therapy provides a way for you to recognize why that's the first person you see, why you feel the way you do about that person and about yourself, and then gives you tools to change your mindset. Change your mindset. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. I like... um, I always want to like learn more and study more, and I feel like if you're not learning, you're dying essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, ther- like the concepts of therapy are something that really intrigue me. Yeah. Um, something I hope to continue to unpack and, and learn more about because it's so it's not just helpful for you individually; yeah. it's helpful for every person and every that you're advocating for right. your spouse, your right. kids, your friends. Um, you said earlier about having an advocate that's like kind of has your back and those people that connect with you and Brene Brown's, um, recent dare to lead book. Mm -hmm. She talks about a square squad and that, that like whole concept just really, I just loved the wording, the phrasing of it. Um, but more so what it meant to me. And so while it was just words that I heard about, you know, people having each side of you and making sure. Yeah. And so I, I took it and instead of it being, and I'm drawing for Haley, but you guys can't see this instead of it being in the corner, I, I did it this way. And so it's the person who is your mentor in front of you and then you have the person, the people who are behind you, beside you. And I did these as like your sisters, yeah. the people who are willing to link arms with you and say like, let's go, like yeah. keep moving forward. It's the burn sisters who are like, come on, you can right. do this last rep. Come on, you can yes. do this last round and cheering you on. But this person, the person who has your back, likely your spouse, I said it was your person because there's a lot of people who aren't quite to that space yet. Um, It could be a parent. It could be a sister or sibling. It could be a best friend for me. And I hope for most marriages and that that person isn't your spouse, go to therapy (laughs) because you you need them to be that back up, that person who's going to push you up and propel you into the space that they already see you being and knowing just yeah. like he said i'm not gonna let you fail yeah right Which was, uh, i was an immediate like okay oh. he's not gonna let me fail yeah you know yeah but i had a lot of men yeah too. and that's a yeah. hard thing because yeah. that's yeah. vulnerability yeah that's authenticity yeah. and that was like so individual therapy versus couples therapy is you know people want like don't understand why can't you just have that conversation at home it's yeah. a totally different thing when there's like this mediator who literally just listens. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think she said more than 10 words, but that was a really good session. Good session. She gets, yeah. she's worth every penny yeah. and maybe it's the really comfortable couch. Yeah. Maybe it's the tea. I don't know, <laughs> but I will pay for it and I'll pay for it until I can't pay for it any longer. Mm-hmm. And I'll pay for it even when I can't, I'll find right. a way because it just creates this space of vulnerability yeah. that's very safe. I know why walk miserable like every yeah. day when it's just sometimes it's just yeah. as simple as a conversation yeah. with somebody who no judgment is just going to help give you the tools. Right. Love yeah. you and let maybe, like yeah. that's the lack of And maybe it is a pastor. Like maybe it's yeah, not like I sure. there maybe it's maybe yeah. you know but just somebody just talking yeah. to somebody. Yeah. Um, but not more more so than just venting though because we need the tools. 100%. Like, we need the tools. Yeah, because you know? in and that's a big 
concept of friendship too. Yeah. Because venting to someone is is needed because you've got to get it off mm-hmm. your chest. Right. But if they're venting and then at like they're adding to what you're venting, yes. it's just leaving you more stressed when you walk out. Right. Because you're right. like, oh, yeah, she just validated my yeah. my venting. Mad. I should be upset. I should be Right. Yeah. So yeah. be very careful of the people that are um, kind of those sisters that in that square yeah. squad in church, we call it like the inner circle, mm-hmm. like that you have those those people that you know are not are there to advocate for you and are going to give you the advice and tell you the things that you know the other people yeah. aren't going to tell you. Right. They're going to make you the best version of yourself. And you have done that in my life in so many ways. So I think it's so cool that there's that like shared experience, whether we voice it, whether we say it, whether, I mean, we really haven't even spent any time other than a handful outside of the gym one-on-one. Yeah. that, that you can have that power in so many different places in your life. It doesn't have to be that you come over and sit on my couch, right. you know? Yeah. It's just, I'm really grateful for you. I'm grateful for the time that we've had together. And I, I know it's not over. It's That's not. That's the cool thing. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, because when you were connected, yeah. like, I just do feel, I feel like we were truly connected yeah. in, in conversations. Yeah. And, and I, it's always, like, thought-provoking. Yeah conversations yeah i mean it's like me think good you know yeah like i feel it's just such a good space yeah all of our conversations i always love them yeah and it's it's good because even in the component of like what your niche and what you bring to the table that connection of that wholeness like Mm -hmm. the for me you know you're you're teaching me about body yeah all the time and it's the example that you give. It's the way that you share about the things that you do, whether it's via our Facebook live groups or right. things like that and that mindset shift. But it, the body is where, for me, it really all started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was body shaming. It was um, what I expected myself to look like and coming from an athletic home. Um, I remember getting my BMI measured when I was coming home from college. Oh, wow. I remember the time that I quit gymnastics full time competitively and my Nana told me that it looked like I had gained weight. I was 14. Oh, wow. And I remember the freshman 15, Mm -hmm. I was like demanding that I wouldn't get it. So I did the opposite and I lost 15 pounds my freshman year. Yeah. And so just... There were so many components yeah. of my body that, on, from the outside looking in, yeah. it was perfect. We just need to learn how to be comfortable in our own skin, yeah. whatever yeah. that may be. And yeah. if you're not comfortable in it, then how do we mm-hmm. how do we get there? Yeah. You know, take action. Like yeah. let's just be healthy. Yeah. And I always tell the women in the gym to stop eating for weight loss. Yes. If you are going to eat yeah. for weight loss, yeah. You are never going to achieve mm-hmm. that level of just health that yeah. that you deserve. Yeah. If you eat for health and truly like nourish and fuel your body, yeah. um, things start to happen. Yeah. We just try to play all these games and fad diets and gimmicks and so true. we just can't do it. Yeah. We just can't do that. We're not going to stick to it. Yeah. You know, so it's just how do you shift that yeah. mindset to what food should look like right, right. it kind of reminds um, me of the and i don't know who it who it's by morgan you might remember we have another guest in the room you don't see but she we hear her um the song that says um i'm not gonna sing or maybe i'm gonna sing like help me want the healing 
instead of the healer or the vice versa. Yeah. And so it's talking about what's the other words that come after that. Um, it says, you know, we pray so much. We want to be healed, but we don't pray for the healer. Right. We want to be well, but we're not praying for the one who gives the water of the well. Mm -hmm. And so to shifting that mindset, I want to be skinny. It's not about that. It's about, I want to be well, I want to be whole. And so reaching beyond what the initial want is into the deeper piece of, of really what you need. Yeah. And, and wants are everywhere. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, but what do you need? What do you need? And, and really focusing on that. What does your body need for nourishment? Not what do you want. Right. We all want a glass of wine and a Reese's cup. Yeah. But yeah. that yeah. doesn't yeah. mean that's what <laughs> we mean, need. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And my, I have an obsession with cereal. It's a bad thing. And uh, my husband knows that like when he met me, literally I was eating cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it wasn't because I was on a college budget. I just really liked it. And the Special K diet was around at the time. I just really like cereal. And I like whole milk. And so I was eating cereal. Like, I mean, I would eat other meals too. Sometimes I would have five meals a day so that I could have my breakfast, lunch, and dinner of cereal. So recently, and I've been really good about it the last two years, not having cereal and gear. Gary will like literally commend me like, I'm so proud of you for not going downstairs and getting cereal. I would be pregnant and be 3 a.m. Oh I was gosh. starving. I'd go get cereal. So Michelle Lappin, who has been on the podcast recently, she sent me a meme. And I don't even know if she knows that true obsession. But she said, um, cereal is like a best friend. It's been there for you through it all. Like it's been there for you during the late nights when you're when you're starving. It's been there for you as the yeah. comfort food, all these things. And then I couldn't get cereal off my mind. So I had cereal, <laughs> cereal. last night. It was chia almond cereal. I was say, what kind was it? I mean, it was a chia that's almond that's something okay. flaxseed, so it probably sounds. No, it wasn't like, like rainbows. And no, it wasn't Lucky Charms. Okay, no, good. no, it wasn't. Good, no, good. none of the good, delicious oh stuff. But it just it makes you realize that like your mind has the power over yeah. everything else that you do. It has the power over if you're going to finish that Spartan race, yeah. if you're going to finish that yeah. marathon, if you're going to finish that swim, right. and anything physical. If you're going to finish giving childbirth, I mean, like all the things. And so it also has the ability to put you in a really dark place. And so I really love, and I, and it probably will be along the, something along the titles that being present, Mm -hmm. being connected Mm -hmm. and being authentic. And that is like such a amazing way to like step into this new season for yourself. Um, But also you've already done that in the season you've been in, whether you realize it or not. And so it's it's not something new. Right. It's holding right. on to, to what is now rooted. Right. Because you know yeah. that you know. Yeah, I know that I know. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter. That's the, and that's been the cool thing. It doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. Like, I can still yeah. be present. Yeah. You know, be yeah. authentic. It's so good. And make connections. It's just not going to be in the same. Yeah. The same physical environment sure sure there's a lot of peace in that self-love yeah self-worth yeah feeling worthy yeah and just feeling happy with who you are or who you're becoming it's so Um, true and that is the key to it i think the key of all of it is that none of us are perfect none of us have it all figured out we are all becoming yes we are all literally walking into the next best version of ourselves 
And what does that look like today is going to be drastically different than what you want from your life. The next best version of who you are a decade from now, it's going to be different. Burn went through this thing and they just put out um, a few months ago, but it was like, begin, Uh believe, become, be. Oh my God. And it was just like, I mean, that's why I love burn. Yes. And it just can go into so many Wait, what was it? Begin? It was begin... And I hopefully I'm saying it right, but yeah. it doesn't matter. This is what I've now said, sure. but it's begin, um, believe, yeah, believe, become, and be. Wow! And I never saw that. That's so that good. Point. There was um, there well the hats like there's yeah. the be hat oh, I have and that. Then the be okay, um, but the other piece of it was just yeah. all that, and it's just that that first you have to begin. Yeah, you know, you do. You gotta believe. Take the step. You may even have to believe and then begin. Yeah, you know, I think uh-uh. sometimes you gotta begin. I think you gotta begin. You gotta begin. Because I do a lot of things. People who walk through the doors, yeah. you know, of the gym, yeah, they're beginning, but they don't really believe um, until they do. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, my favorite transformations are the mental yeah. ones. Yeah, more so than the, I mean, the physical ones are cool, but yeah. that mental shift of people who come in is like the coolest thing. And it filters over into every other part of their life because they're like, man, I did this. Mm -hmm. I have the power to do so much more. What is it going to be? Whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in your mothering, whether it's in your, your relationships. I mean, you just have so much power at your fingertips. It's that accessing like it because it's there. It's Mm -hmm. already there. Just like the therapist, you already know why you're hurting. You already know why you're broken. But I'm going to teach you one how to fix it. How, you're beginning by sitting on the couch, yeah. and yes. we're going to believe together, believe. Yeah. so that you can become the best version of yourself yeah. and eventually be still mm-hmm. in the confidence of who we've become. So cool, so good. I I'm so it. grateful to have you here, yeah. and I hope people got lots of goodness on um, this amazing Monday morning. And we just want to. I just want to. I hope you'll join me. Yeah. Um, kind of close in prayer today um, for Virginia Beach, for the lives that were lost, for the families that were lost, um, the families that are now grieving. God, we just thank you so much for this incredibly intentional time, that it is a space and a place that we can just come and be and rest and know that even when the world is spiraling out of control, Lord, that you are good. And that you already have an answer to all of the questions people are asking. That you already knew, even in this pain, that there was going to be resolve. God, that you are allowing hurt in a way that people can't quite comprehend. But it's not because you're making it happen, God, but instead you're there to restore it. And allow people to know that they know that you are good, that you are well, that you are alive and at work every second of every day, even in such horrible circumstances. God, I just pray on behalf of our city, on behalf of the leaders, on behalf of the families and the workers that are going back into the city this week, Lord, that they would just have a sense of peace that they can't quite comprehend that you would just encompass each of their hearts and their minds and their souls in a love, an all-knowing love, that you are present and that you are good. I thank you so much for all the things that I can't even comprehend that you're doing because I know that I know that you are good. 
And I thank you for this time and for the city that's just going to rise together to be strong. That we've always been strong and that now we have an opportunity to show it and showcase it in such a way that the whole nation can see it, God. And that we're rooted in you. And that is the premise of all of the healing that's coming. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.